Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Last week we talked about the sword of the Spirit and I kind of felt impressed this morning to to talk about faith. And So we're going to start in uh, Ephesians 6 and 16 talking about the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now this shield of faith, and you know, this isn't the only part of faith we're going to talk about this morning, but I figured this was a good place to start because last week we talked about the sword of the Spirit, and I read that entire group of scriptures where we're talking about the, the whole armor of God and you know, the shield of faith, he says, above all, take up the shield of faith. So, he's, you know, we talked about the sword of the Spirit being the only weapon that we have, and we have numerous defensive things, uh, parts of the armor that we have, but he said the most important one is the shield of faith. So faith is what I really want to focus on this morning. I want you to to understand some things about faith, that faith is is not just merely believing in God. It's there, There's a whole lot more to faith other than just you believing in God. Faith is something that is vital to your Christian life. <clears throat> the shield of faith is necessary to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Now what does that mean? Those fiery darts, you know, back in the, the days when, when people fought like this, they, they would often take arrows in and light them on fire and shoot them at people. So it didn't matter uh, what they hit. Most things then were not made of metal. They were made out of wood or leather or something like that. So it, they would set on fire whatever they hit. So he's, he's telling us to take up this shield of faith because what they started to do was to put metal over the shield. So it didn't matter if something on fire hit them then. They'd just bounce off or it wouldn't burn either way. Now, what, how does that apply to our, our life? How does that apply to our Christian life, our spiritual life? Because this, this armor that we're talking about is spiritual armor. It's spiritual warfare. And he said, above all, take the shield of faith. So it must be something important. It must be a reason. And, you know, the thing that I think God would have you know today is that the shield of faith is necessary because the thing that those fiery darts are attacking, which is what? your belief in God, the things you've placed your trust in, that, that's the thing Satan's going to attack. He's going to try to tear down all those things you, you claim to believe and place your trust in. He's going to undermine them in some way. So, you know, like the old saying goes, you got to fight fire with fire. Sometimes the best defense is to defend the thing that's being attacked with itself. Y'all may look at me and think, what in the world are you talking about? But what I want you to 
to understand is that when He is attacking your faith in God, you need to respond saying, I don't care what you say, I'm still going to believe what I have already believed. Even though you're trying to, to tear down my faith in God, the thing I've placed all my trust in, I'm still going to believe in that because before you ever attacked it, I believed it to be true. And just because you are attacking it now doesn't change anything about who God is. Faith is described in the Bible as being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This means when we believe in something, even though we can't see it, we have faith. That's what faith's all about. You know, I've heard people describe faith in uh, in this manner. They, you know, you you can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of wind. You can see trees blow. You can see dirt flop in the air when the wind blows. You can see things caught that are caused because the wind is there. And God is the same way. And I'm not, I'm not here to just give you a bunch of cliches today, but you really need to get a hold of what faith is. You know, if you're a Christian, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have some measure of faith. You had to have that measure of faith in order to, to receive Jesus. You had to place your trust in Him. But you know, there's a whole lot more to faith than that just that initial amount you had to have. Your, your whole Christian life is based on faith. You know, we as Christians should be seeking after more faith. You can find that all through the Word. We should ask, and ask to receive more of it. If, you know, if, if your faith is, is a problem for you, if you find yourself often lacking in faith, finding yourself trying to trust yourself and not wanting to trust God, you, you find yourself doubting whether the Scripture is, is 100% accurate. You find yourself wanting to trust something besides God. Then you need to ask for more faith. You need to ask that God would, would show Himself to you, make Himself known in ways that would strengthen your faith. Now listen, the Word tells us of another way and I talked about this some last week. But it says that faith is produced from hearing the Word of God. And if you want to read that, it's in Romans chapter 10 and 17. It says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the Word of God. So faith should be sought after. Faith is vital to our relationship with God. Now I want you to... Really listen to this scripture. This is very important. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. You can turn over there if you want to. Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and listen to this, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now listen, I've told you many times before about that He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him, but there's there's a little more before that. It says that He 
It says that God must, or I'm sorry, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And. So that, you know, that's prefaced with you must believe that God is. These things are all important for your relationship with God. Now listen, that scripture says that you can't please God without faith. The, the thing I want most in my life is to it's not only to please God, but to in every aspect of my life to be pleasing to God. I don't want there to be something that God looks at me and just says, why in the world are you doing that? I don't want Him looking at me thinking, you're just a screw up. You're not doing things right. You're, you're not following what my Word says. I want Him to look at me and say, I am pleased with everything you're doing. I'm pleased with your attitude. I'm pleased with your love for others. I'm pleased with your charity. I'm pleased with everything you've done. Now, I'm not perfect. I've got things wrong with me. I've got things I have to overcome. But, you know, theoretically, as, as I grow in the Lord, and as my life goes on, I ought to become more and more pleasing to God. But this Scripture says that it can't be done without faith. Preaching is designed to produce faith. Turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, just as I've already told you before, preaching is designed to produce faith. I'm not trying to to get up here and, and tell you today that I'm the one that's producing your faith. I'm trying to tell you that sharing the Word of God, you don't have to be a pastor to be a preacher. Your life can preach Jesus in every aspect. But listen, you have got to be willing to put it out there for people to see. If, if you are hiding the fact that you're a Christian, your life ain't going to preach. Preaching is designed to produce faith. When people see the actions and they hear the actions of, of what God has done in your life, that is going to produce faith. And listen, James tells us faith without works is dead. It don't matter what you believe. It don't matter how strongly you believe that God is who He says He is. If you don't have some works to go along with it, it's dead. Faith that does not produce fruit is of no benefit to anyone. We've got to, we've got to make sure that we are sharing our faith. The whole point in you coming to church today is so that we can join together in our faith. Listen, faith is just like, it's just like, 
you take glasses of water that are all have a little bit in them. If you combine all those glasses of water, you'll fill the jug up. You, you, we come together to bring our faith together because where some may be weak, others are strong. Where some may lack, others have plenty. We, we unite our faith for that reason. The Word tells us to forsake not the assembling of yourself together, as is the tradition of some. Now those aren't just idle words. He, they don't, it, it, the Scriptures don't tell us to come together and unite our faith just because it's something good to do and we like to all get together and have a party. It, it has nothing to do with just us coming together. It's got to do with us bringing ourselves together. Just as the Word tells us that if there be any sick among you, let him come before the elders of the church. Why is that? Because well, you got two or three people gathered together in His name, there He is in the midst of you. That's what the Word says. And when you unite your faith with the, the faith of others, it makes it strong. Now, you know, there's many things in this world that you can pray over and, and uh, may not require much faith. But you know, there are certain times when when the need arises, I call on other people to pray with me. Why is that? Is it just because I want God to make sure I want to make sure God hears the prayer because more people pray and is louder? No. It's because I want their faith united with my faith. Because I know that there is more faith in a group of people than there is in one person. It doesn't matter how much faith I have. I may have sufficient faith for the problem, but I know when I bring other people into it, there's more faith than there was when I started. Why, why am I telling you this today? I don't know. I think somebody needs to hear it. But the whole point behind this is that faith is sometimes overlooked. Faith is sometimes... To, it kind of takes back seat to what we think is important. And you know, it don't matter what we think is important in this life if you don't have the faith to back it up. If you don't have faith in, in God to the degree that is necessary to cover whatever the need is, then you might as well not waste your breath praying. If you don't believe He's going to do what you're asking Him to do, don't waste your time asking Him. If you don't believe that He can heal you or that He can provide financially or that He can meet any emotional crisis that you have, then don't waste your time. The whole point is that our faith is at the core of our relationship with God. When we strengthen our faith, how can we strengthen? Y'all are going to get this for us over with. You can strengthen it by hearing the Word. You can strengthen it by reading the Word. You can strengthen it by sharing it. How is that possible? Anything else in this world that I share with other people takes away from what I have. 
But I want you to understand that today that God's ways are higher than our ways. And there are principles in the kingdom of God that don't match up to material things in this world. And when you begin to share your faith with other people, all it does is strengthen your faith. And when you begin to speak those words, they become real. There's a lot of times when things are in our mind, they almost seem kind of like they're dreams or something. They don't seem real. But when you begin to speak them to somebody else, they kind of get some traction. They become more substantial. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's, It's what the things hoped for is made up of. Understand that. Those words are kind of confusing. But you need to learn how to turn them around till they make sense to you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. All those things that you hope for, whether it be healing, whether it be provision, whether it be your kids being blessed, whether it be whatever you can imagine, the thing that you're hoping for should be made up of faith. That's what it's based on. It's the evidence of things not seen. I don't always see God working. But I can see evidence of it. I don't see His His hand guide me down a different road because I was going to have an accident over here. But after it's all said and done, I might see the evidence of it. When I When I see money show up that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, that I had no... Inkling was coming, but I needed this evidence of God working in my life. That's where your faith is built up. Listen, you have got to find something. I don't know what it is. You've got to find something for yourself. I can stand up here all day talking and telling you things, but if you're not looking for the evidence of God moving in your life, you won't find it. God does not just throw up signs in your face and say, Here I am. But if you're looking, the signs are there. Amen. 